How to Live in Faith. This essay will focus on two logical arguments. The first is that living in faith is a real thing, it can be defined, identified, and standardized. Living in faith is not subjective. No one gets to claim they are living in faith because this is their personal take on reality. Which brings us to the second argument. If living in faith is a real possibility, there is an alternative way to live. In this essay, we will look at what the alternative is and how to compare the two realities in a scientific sense. What scripture tells us, and which no other book does, is two diametrically opposed groups exist. It is not just there are two perspectives, there are literally two different types of persons. We all know people disagree. Liberals and conservatives are considered to be at opposite ends of the political spectrum. It is assumed there is a center position and two extremes, and all three points exist on a single spectrum. Even when men think of good and evil, we tend to think in terms of this same paradigm. Good and evil are placed at opposite ends, as two absolutes, divided by an infinite range of real possibilities. In other words, no one thinks anyone is a pure conservative or a pure socialist, nor do we think anyone other than God and Satan are perfectly good and perfectly evil. Though, if the truth be told, there are many who do not even subscribe to the possibility that God, or the devil, might be pure in either regard. However, when we read scripture, it makes clear, people who live in the flesh and people who live in the spirit are distinct. This transition from living in the flesh to being saved is not a process of gradual transformation. The Bible describes it as a rebirth. We are born into sin, but we are reborn into salvation. In Romans, Paul explains what it means to be a Jew in the eyes of God. He begins by pointing out it is not the outward signs that define a Jew, but the inner, what he calls a circumcision of the heart. One is a Jew because of the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. He adds that the true Jew seeks acceptance from God, not from men. So, the writer of Romans believes a sharp demarcation exists between the two groups. They do not merge one into the other. There is no gradual transformation. Romans 2 verse 29, But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. In John 3.15 scripture says those who believe have eternal life, meaning those who do not believe, die in their sin. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In Matthew 5 verse 20 Jesus himself tells us there are those who enter into the kingdom of heaven, and those who do not. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. The Bible sees a clear line of division between two groups of persons, where atheists claim there is a diverse group, and no part of the total group is set apart. 
Diversity in the sense of all human beings who are all equal and only different in things with secondary importance is not biblical. In the Bible, believers are one group. Non-believers are another group. These are two distinct and unique peoples. They do not share a culture or mission. They are diverse internally. The internal differences are secondary. The secondary differences are universal and are found through all of humanity. But there is a primary feature that is not shared by all and which divides humanity into two subsets. The primary distinction cannot be reconciled and is not dialectic. 2 Corinthians 6 verses 14-18 Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. We are not to be unequally yoked with the unbeliever. This is a serious problem for most Christians. The unbeliever can reconcile with the believer, the sinner can negotiate with the saved. Those who are with Satan are always willing to compromise. If the saved will believe less in Jesus, the unsaved will believe a little more. But the Bible says we can only have one master. There is no synthesis of the saved and unsaved paradigms. Matt. 624 No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. The Bible sees uncompromised principle, where mankind sees a need to negotiate and reconcile. But Jesus came not to bring peace, but the sword, for there is no negotiated settlement that can end this conflict. Matt 10, 34-37 Think not that I am come to send peace on earth, I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. We must live different to live in faith. If you do not know what it means to live in faith, then look at how the world lives and live differently. Turn your back on the world and walk away. 1 John 2 15-17 Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, 
and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth for ever. Faith is turning from the world towards Christ. Matt. 10, 38-42 And he that taketh not his cross, and followeth after me, is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that losseth his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward, and he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Unfortunately, as is common with humankind, Christians have taken the easy way out. Faith has come to mean the same as hope. What is worse, some have even defined faith as hoping for something for which there is no evidence. How this hope might turn into an unalterable faith is never explained. The evidence may be misinterpreted, but there is always evidence for what is believed. The verse quoted regarding the definition of faith is Hebrews 11 verses 1 to 3. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. People do not focus on the last line. Things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Ultimately, if we do not have faith, what do we have? Without trust, what is possible? Secularists laud science and claim they have evidence for a godless existence, but what do they have but what they see and an interpretation that is becoming less and less tenable? Atheists claim they see a desk, but they cannot prove what they see nor that the interpretation of what they see is a valid one. The desk is actually no more real than purple or big. What we have is definitions of concepts. We have information. One must have faith that the desk exists as you have faith the apple is red and big. Secularists may claim there is no evidence for God, but what evidence do they have their boss will not fire them or that customers will come into the store? It is not possible to prove yesterday was real. Without faith we cannot function. The problem is not that we do not have faith in God, it is that we do not have enough faith, we do not have faith in the people of God. If we had faith in others, we would have faith in the source of all faith. The people who do not believe in God, do not believe in others, they lack trust and will often say as much. Serial killers are not killers because they are atheists. They are killers because they have no hope or trust in anyone. To not live in faith is to live in fear. This is not a sustainable condition. 
However, if we accept the secularist position we are drawn inevitably to Darwinism and Tennyson's conception of nature as a competition, a survival of the fittest struggle, red in tooth and claw. When survival is on the line, nothing is certain. A neighbor may see a benefit to cooperating with us, but he may also see a benefit in lulling us into a false sense of security, so he can gain an advantage or do you physical harm. The problem with the faith of blind hope is that this kind of faith does not last long. We may have faith in a false god, but the best that can be managed is a superficial faith. This is why works play a large part in the religions of false gods. It is why totalitarians demand obedience from their followers. When the tyrant fails his followers, he blames his failure on the lack of obedience of his subjects. This is the same as happens in religions. When the outcome is not the one hoped for, the reason is the lack of works. When we have faith in God, we must have faith in those who follow God. This is the church. But faith does not result in chaos. Faith is a guided activity, or it is not faith in God. Faith is not a lack of discernment, or Christians would trust the devil. We cannot have faith in planes that do not fly or ideas that do not work. Secularists disdain Christians for our faith in Jesus. We look at their faith in Darwin, Marx, and the United Nations. What are the results that justify their faith? Faith is not hope. Faith has power. Faith moves mountains, hope does not. Faith to be strong has to be based on more than groundless hope. Romans 4 verse 18, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Romans 5 verses 1 to 5, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience, experience, and experience, hope, and hope mocketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Does this mean that we are saved by works, or by faith? Works are their own measure, works done in faith are works done according to the will of God. To be justified by faith is to be legitimized in our faith by the results. To do good works only requires we do works of a certain type and standard. Works of faith are purposeful. But what is the purpose to which our faith is directed? Acts 13.39 And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which he could not be justified by the law of Moses. Faith builds the church, because faith builds up the people who are the church. Our trust in God translates into faith in one another. We transfer our love of God and our faith in God onto our brothers and sisters in Christ. Acts 13.41 Behold, ye despisers, 
and wonder, and perish, for I work a work in your days, a work which ye shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. The reality of a Christian is that if our faith in God does not translate into a faith in the church we are in the wrong church, or we do not believe in God.